Today on the Diz List, we discuss the top five original songs from Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 33, where we discuss the top five original songs from Walt Disney World. Before we get to the list, if you've been enjoying the show, please take the time to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to share us with your friends. Um, Isn't this supposed to be episode XXXIII? Sure, and I think I know why you're saying that, too, because we were just looking up a lot of Roman numerals for uh, the big game that's tonight. Yeah, we can't say what the game's called. We have to call it the big game. That's why I did that. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Sure. So, if, if Are you going to have any soup tonight? If I say the word Super Bowl, do we get sued? I think so. So I just won't say Super Bowl. Right. We're, right. we're definitely not going to watch the Super Bowl tonight. Well, we can't say that. As long as we don't say Super Bowl, we're all set. Yeah. The NFL would fine us or something. We're, we're going to get in trouble for so many things on this episode. <laughs> yeah. So this week we're actually going to be doing the top five original songs from Walt Disney World. Um, people will probably find ways to pick apart our list and tell us that, well, technically that played five minutes before it debuted in the park. Look, we tried our best to do this research. <laughs> It was the most intensive research we've done probably for an episode because it was like, wait, doesn't that wasn't that from a movie? Yeah, we've debated for about a half an hour on specifics and everything before even we started recording today. But uh, I don't know. I'm really excited about this one. So there's original songs that were written for written for attractions and rides. And then there's ones that they sort of used from a pre-existing. And you'll see we're we'll do another episode on that one in the future. Yeah. So if someone's yelling out, well, what about Let It Go from Frozen? Just wait and see, folks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So since we're, you know, the big game is today, for us, we're recording on the day of the big game. Yeah. Um, I was looking, because originally I wanted to do a list before our list of the top show, you know, shows, halftime shows. Since we, you know, that's kind of our, our shtick. We do like a halftime show, right? But like. I stumbled upon this, and how did I not remember that this happened? Well, I know I was like ten. Wow! But it's, it was t- my memory of this specific game, and it wasn't it's, as good. It's huh? The Super Bowl in nineteen ninety one. So, if listeners are football fans at all, you would know that the Super Bowl in nineteen ninety one had one of the most sad endings for Western New Yorkers. Oh my god! It's probably the darkest day in Western New York history because. The Buffalo Bills had a chance to win the Super Bowl in the last second over the New York Giants, and the kick went wide right. Yeah, Scott Norwood. Yep. But Poor I like, guy. You know, I, yes, Scott Norwood, I agree with you, but I always try to look at that situation as the Bills put themselves in that situation for Scott Norwood to win it. They could have scored more so that that wouldn't be an issue. So I try not to blame Scott Norwood too much. And to be fair, like Scott Norwood was clutch all year long and probably one of the only reasons they were even that far. And after the game, uh, the entire community came and gathered on the steps. I think it was um, City Hall in Buffalo. Yeah. And Norwood came out and everybody gave him a standing ovation. Yeah. That's a, actually a great documentary. I'm assuming you're pulling some of that from. I sure am. The Four uh, Falls of Buffalo. Yeah. 
but we're not a football podcast, despite what people might think. The reason we're discussing this. Okay, go ahead. But it is on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that's true. It's because a... it's an ESPN documentary, oh. so you can watch it on Disney+. Awesome. Plus. Okay. So it's related. It is related. Half the people have turned it yeah. off already. This, what, what we're about <laughs> to tell you. Let's get to the point. Yeah. The point is that back in 1991, the halftime show was Disney-related. Oh, yeah, big time. And I'm not sure if you can hear this playing in the background, folks, but It's a Small World is what they opened up with. And do yourself a favor. I'm going to put this in the show notes, a link to this, but, like, do yourself a favor and go look this up. It's new kids on the block with this massive group of kids, Mickey Mouse and all these characters, on a Mary Blair stage. Yeah, so they, they basically the whole backdrop of It's a Small World with gold and silver glitter, but definitely done in that classic Mary Blair style, is the backdrop for the show. Uh, it is absolutely bonkers that this is on, that I didn't know this happened. Yeah, I right? had forgotten because my only memory is the Bills losing. But imagine this day and age, because uh, it's 1991, right? New kids on the block are kind of at the height of their popularity. Yeah, them and probably Michael Jackson yeah. are the biggest things on earth. They come out, they play one of their songs. That's it. They only played step by step. Yeah. The rest of the show is like all here they are. Oh, here they new come. kids. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is ridiculous. I can't wait for you guys to see this. But yeah, so we so were the we new were, kids on the block come running out to on the 50-yard line to the stage that circular shaped stage that looks like Oh, Coca-Cola proudly presents the new kids on the block. Yeah, along with Disney. Could we have (laughs) two bigger, like, corporate, like, can you imagine Coca-Cola in the Super Bowl now? They are like, or sorry, the big game now. Because, like, they're all Pepsi all the time. Yeah. It's crazy. And I I don't think, Disney didn't own ABC at this point. That's a Bob Iger purchase from later on. All I know is this is one of the most ridiculous halftime shows I've ever seen and it was not on my list that I prepared for today for this top three you know what we were going to do the list before the list oh my gosh and then the we looked this up they just scrolled by the caballeros <laughs> are dancing with the kid with the new kids on the block uh, all right so so trust me folks you are going to want to follow the link we have in the show notes to watch this because this is ridiculous oh my um, gosh my my wife was a giant New Kids on the Block fan. I don't know if I should say was or I should say is. Don't uh, they call them blockheads or something like yeah, that? Yes. So my wife loves the New Kids on the Block. She lo- Oh my gosh, there's just birds flying around now. <laughs> she loves New Kids on the Block, and my wife's favorite ride is Small World. So having the New Kids on the Block on the Small World set, singing It's a Small World with Disney characters and the Buffalo Bills playing, this is like the perfect video for my wife. Yeah, it's this is something. Um, so since we're not a visual medium, we will spare you like too much more of this. But yeah, pause the I, show, go watch yeah. it. But please come back; it's a good episode. Yeah. But definitely, you're gonna want to go and watch this because it is vintage, classic 1990s right now. This is ridiculous, and they have these giant, huge inflatables, like the kind that you put out in your yard during Christmas time. Great. Can I can I guess how tall they are? <laughs> go ahead, Rob. How tall do you think they are? 50 feet? They actually may be 50 yes, feet, those yes, things. Yes, redemption. <clears throat> those are huge. Um, they look like, they certainly look like they're bigger than the statues at Art of Animation. 
Um, they do. They are huge, they and they are. are like these giant inflatables are like like the blow molds. I, I'm telling you, this is worth the time to pause yeah. and watch this. If you're listening to us while you're driving, when you get to your destination, don't get out of your car. <laughs> do yourself a favor and look this up. Go to our show notes and click on it. Or just look up 1991 Super Bowl halftime show because this is yep, crazy. It's great. Um, it would never happen today, right? Because you pay to be the halftime show. Yeah, so, so it's always well, almost always Pepsi presents the halftime show now, right? Right, but the artist like has to pay or front the production costs. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. How did and they do it when they did Snoop, Dr. Dre, they Mary fronted, J. Blige? They fronted the they production. They split it? I'm not sure. Oh. Spoiler alert, if we had done our list of top three, that's my number one all time. Uh, mine would be, uh, that would be one or two. I'd have to look at the list and see what yeah. else is on there. Paul I, I McCartney would be two Paul for me. Paul McCartney was good. I remember Chili Peppers were good. Um, Coldplay. Yeah, Coldplay is great. Uh, there's a bunch. Bruce Springsteen was okay. Yeah. That was the year the Steelers won. I, I, I like Springsteen, but I, I prefer Springsteen's like the hits. Like... Springsteen's great. Don't get me wrong. I really like him. Like if I were to no, that was to, too contemporary. That he his, put a lot of contemporary correct. stuff during like that. his t- like he's got ten songs that I just live and die for. Yeah, and everything else is kind of it's okay. But, but I love me some some Boss for sure. Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Go look up nineteen ninety one um, halftime show of the Super Bowl. While we're at it, we're gonna head to the Skittles halftime show right now. So surprise, it's still New Kids on the Block. That's right, with New Kids on the Block. Skittles has been sponsoring our halftime show since the beginning, which we really appreciate Skittles. Yeah. All right. Welcome back from the Skittles Halftime Show with New Kids on the Block singing in 1991 at Super Bowl, what was it, Super Bowl 31, Super 21? Super Bowl Bills um, Giants, I call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever it was. It was a tragedy. Um, today, uh, we're going to be doing our favorite um, original songs from the park. So when you say original songs, we mean songs that were written, we believe, through our research anyway, for the park itself. Or for the attraction itself. Yep. Um, there's some good ones. I mean, Disney World has some amazing songs. And and the reality is, like, I will be at home and search on Spotify for a, a playlist of Disney songs. And we've done it. I mean, before we even started the podcast, we would, you know, we joke, we've joked for years now about starting a podcast before we started one. And we would sit around a fire, literal mm-hmm. campfire with our, with our Disney playlist playing in the background. Yeah. Um, of park songs and stuff so i'm excited for this one uh, it might not be the same as our typical planning ones or our, these are our favorite rides that you have to do but i think it's a fun uh, fun list to do it was fu- i had fun putting it together i think this is gonna be another one too where it'll be fun for people online to put what their top five are too yeah and you know i don't know that we'll match up as much as normal but maybe there's a lot of songs to choose from yeah definitely so um why don't we get started right away? Uh, because I think what we're going to do is after you announce it, we're going to play a little clip of the song. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it is, um, you know, I'll give a little intro and then say, let's check out the song. We'll play the song and then just 
talk about a little bit why, yeah. why we like it and a little bit info about the song if we have any. Also, full disclosure, like some of the songs I don't know the titles for, so I'm just like saying the attraction because I'm not really sure they ha- they might have like a different title for them. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you'll get what I'm saying when when I name the 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 ride or the the song. So. All right, so what do you think? What do you have for number five? So my number five, uh, this particular attraction is a music attraction. That's the entire focus of this particular one. And part of this attraction has original songs, and part of this attraction has cover songs. So my number five is one of my favorites, and it'll be no surprise to some of our regular listeners. It is the Country Bear Jamboree. But the specific song that I'm using is an original one, and that's the Bear Band Serenade, which is kind of the first song that they do together where they kind of introduce everybody. And um, that there's there's some particular songwriters and lyricists that pop up a lot. And one particular one that you're going to see pop up time and time again is X Atencio. His real name is Xavier, but he goes by X, and he's one of the Imagineers that worked on, on a lot of the original rides and songs. And the, the actual song was written by um, George Bruns, but the lyrics, so they kind of work together sort of like um, Elton John, Bernie Taupin type situation. But then some of the other songs are are actually cover songs. So let's take a minute and listen to the one that I'm specifically talking about here. The Bow Bow Bands will play now in the good old key of G. Zeke and Zeb and Ted and friend by our name Tennessee. Zeke's twanging on banjo and a tapping with his feet. A banging on the dish pine with a real old country beat. So this ride's been around for a long, long time. One of my favorites, one I like to sing along to, one I like to clap along to. And it was also one that Nick wasn't really familiar with till recently. And I got to experience it um, during Nick's first time. What are, what are your thoughts on, on this particular song that I'm talking about here? Uh, it's probably, I would say, number two on my list of songs that they sing within the entire show. Oh. It's not my number one song that they sing in the show. Can I guess? Go ahead. Is it Blood on the Saddle? Yeah, I love, that's hilarious. Big Al. <laughs> um, but it is, uh, you know, it sets the mood. And I think this attraction, now that I've done it, now that I've sat in this show, I think it's underrated. I really do. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I got to experience it. I'm glad I got to experience it with you because you're so excited about <laughs> I get it. It's so wild. But I'm yeah. clapping and singing and yeah. I still think it needs some TLC like we talked about oh, in definitely. the earlier show. But yeah, the, but yeah, I like the song. It's a great one. There's dust everywhere, but I don't know. Maybe it's part of the charm. <laughs> you leave there sneezing. <laughs> Big Al's like throwing dust balls in the air. Yeah. Well, my number five is uh, Country Bears Bear Bands Serenade. What do you have for number five? So my number five goes by the same name. The song actually does go by the same name as the ride. This one I know because I did look it up. Um, And it is Spaceship Earth. Oh. So I just love that ride in general. And I feel that that song is synonymous with what is my favorite park, which is Epcot. Okay. Um, You know, it's the entrance of Epcot. You go in, you go into Spaceship Earth. And I feel like when I hear that song, I think I'm here. I am where I need to be. I'm happy. It's that's in, it that's puts a me really in my, good point. Puts me in my happy place. Um, so yeah, Spaceship Earth. Let's go ahead and take a chance to listen to that one.
that's a great choice. Spaceship Earth is one of my favorites, too. Yeah, the song and the lyrics were both by Bruce Broughton. Uh, it's a great song. I love it. Uh, you know, it puts me in the mood to to kind of traverse through time as we learn how communication has evolved over the years. That's no, cool. You know, so it's a... It, Personally, that ride is one of my favorites uh, at the park, and that song makes me just nostalgic every time I hear it. Yeah, it reminds me of kind of a movie soundtrack. Yes. Maybe one of those scenes where it's kind of one of those, they're trying to show the scope of where they are, like over the mountains and the hills. Um, but then again, that the same anthem would work if you were showing like the vastness of space, which I think makes it a, a great song that it's versatile in that way. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. All right. So where are you going for number four? I am staying in the park. Okay. And, and it's not too far of a walk. It depends on if they're if it's a construction zone. <laughs> if it is, then it's a further walk. If it's okay. not, it's kind of a diagonal. We'll take a walk over and visit our favorite little purple dragon to the Imagination Pavilion and listen to One Little Spark. Let's listen. So that's One Little Spark. That was written by the Sherman Brothers, which are one of the most famous Who? I never writers. heard of them. I never <laughs> heard of them. One of the most famous songwriting teams in Disney yeah. history. Yeah, absolutely. Mary Poppins, and their name will come up later with some of the other rides Yeah, you name featured. it, man. Yeah. They're kind of famous. So this is a fun one, and there's there's a term that's thrown around a lot in the music world that's called an earworm. Oh, my gosh. If you describe what that means, it can be really disgusting, but if you really think about what that term means, let's just say it's just a song that gets stuck in your head, and this is one of those. Yeah. I mean, this is partially why when I put together my list, this is this was up there. It didn't make my list solely because I was like, what songs annoy me on my on my short list? And this one doesn't annoy me because I don't like it. It annoys me because once I ride that ride, it's in your head. The I'm rest of the done. Day. Yeah, I'm yep. done. I'll walk around and I'll be just whistling <laughs> for yeah. like the rest of the day. Yep. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a great song. It. It really actually is. It's so appropriate for the ride, right? It's so appropriate for Figment. Um, it's not a shock to me that it's a Sherman Brothers song because Sherman Brothers write some of the greatest music for disney it's super catchy yeah it's fun yeah i love this song i do i didn't put it on my list for just the fact that like the earworm thing for me makes it very difficult (laughs) to to like it um but i do love it i actually do love it um so yeah that's a great choice very good choice well there's so many i mean we'll finish this list and i'm sure we'll get comments on social media but what about this what about that and what you know we'll, we'll forget things but Anyway, number four uh, is One Little Spark from the Imagination Pavilion. Uh, What do you have for your number four? So my number four is not from an attraction, so to speak. It's not from a ride, but it is a park song. And it's a song that they do at a specific time of year. And it's Boo to You. Oh. I love this song. That would count as a deep cut, but definitely a great choice. I got the chance to go to... You don't want to, I can't call it a Halloween party. So Boo Bash is not a, wasn't a Halloween party. It was it, an after hours event. We can just call it a special Disney event for the yeah. Halloween season. And they didn't have parades. They had um, cavalcades, which is Disney speak for, we can't call it parades because people will get up in arms over the COVID protocols. So yep. we're going to call them cavalcades. Sure. Um, 
And they played this song during the cavalcade, but they also had a version where it wasn't the Dapper Dans. Now I'm trying to remember what they were, but they were basically zombies. I the Cadaver Dans. Yeah, Cadaver Dans. Yeah. Darn it. I can't believe I couldn't remember that. But yeah. It's all right. Cadaver, you help me out all the time. Yeah. So. The Cadaver Dans. So let's take a listen. I know I've heard that before because I've watched the parade and I watched you live at <laughs> Boobash. Uh, when when Nick was there, I it, we were texting back and forth and there was a live, uh, what was it, Resort TV 1, I think, on YouTube? Yeah, that was the one you were watching. Yeah, I was watching Resort TV 1 and looking for Nick and he was texting me saying, okay, I'm over by this lamppost, uh, kind of by Casey's Corner, but across the street from Casey's Corner. So I was looking for Nick, and during that, I mean, my wife and I sat and watched the entire thing. We really enjoyed it, because it was it was fun for multiple reasons. One is, we had never really seen that before. Wasn't that the inaugural boobash? Weren't you at the first one? I was on the first, yeah, the first night. Right, yep. and the Absolutely. first time they ever did it. So that's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. So we watched it live and watched just to see Nick and his family on on that particular um, episode. So this song, uh, the lyrics, uh, Mike Avila, Jonathan Barr, but the lyrics actually contain some snippets from uh, Pirate's Life. Oh, cool. So there's like some, if you listen to the lyrics, you can get some little Easter eggs in there. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things that... Uh, um, really makes me feel like it's that holiday time, not not the Christmas holiday, but the Halloween holiday time. Um, and they contain little snippets of uh, grim grinning ghosts in that ah. song as well. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that I that I really enjoyed being there to hear it. But it's also something when I hear it, I always think of like the videos of the the parade where they go by and they've got like the the, sho- the grave diggers have the shovels that they're dragging and it like sparks on Main Street. I think oh, that's, that's so, so cool. cool. So, um, yeah, I love this one. Boo to you. So my number three, uh, <laughs> I've been waiting. I'll, I'll bring up the story now. So when I for my number three, when I was real little, I had a cassette tape and I don't know how this existed or where this this tape went to, but it was a Disney songs cassette tape. And I may be remembering it wrong, and it could be an actual vinyl record, which I had a couple of Disney ones as well. But I had, I know I had some type of recording that you could listen to the Disney theme songs. Yeah. And this particular one, I would sing along to all the time, but I never knew what they were saying. So I would make up what I thought they were saying. Like I would say things like, big up, bigardio ho. And I, oh, yeah, okay. I, I would say, be, be gup, be garby, yo ho. I was like, where are you and, going with this? And, and I had no that, idea yeah. uh, what they were specifically singing because I just couldn't. And I, I'm too little to know that it's drink up me hearty. Yeah. And I had no idea because I was, yeah. you know, real little at the time. So my number three is yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Let's listen to that part. Drink up me hearties, yo ho. Marauding and bezel and even hijack. Drink up me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. 
Rekindle and char, inflame and ignite, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We burn up the city, we're really a fright, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We're rascals, scoundrels, villains and maids, drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. This is, it's just another one of those songs that gets stuck in your head. And this actually has the same uh, composer and lyricist as Country Bears, which is kind of its neighbor on, on the back end there. So it's George Bruns wrote the music and X Atencio uh, did the lyrics for this particular song for um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, it just, it fits great. I mean, just the, I don't know, it, it, it circles over and over and it just loops throughout the entire ride and I don't really get sick of it but it's another one that kind of sticks in your head the rest of the day but not quite as bad as maybe some of the other ones yeah. on our list what are your thoughts about this song so this is a song that I feel is um interesting in that I knew this song before going to Disney right it's I'm sure one of us will have on our list another song that everybody knows before going to Disney but this particular song is one of those songs right where it has transcended the ride uh, and not just because of like, you know, the movies or whatever, but like this song is something that's just known as the pirate song, you know, yep. like kids know it. Like this isn't something that has to be a Disney thing. Uh, but the fact that it's originally written for a park ride is amazing that yeah. it's has transcended the actual ride. So yeah, I, I love this song too. And when they first released the pirates of the Caribbean movie with Johnny Depp, it was kind of fun to see that this, this sort of melody creeps into the yeah into the score yeah it's very very yeah. cool when that when that comes up yeah absolutely. I mean they don't go into the song specifically which I I don't think they should have but I like that that comes in and they use yeah. that within the score of course I mean I think they do I mean Disney does that best I think like little Easter eggs and that's definitely worked its way a little bit into the score so, yeah. uh, another kind of fun fact on this one is uh, one of the singers on this is a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft oh. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of Thurl Ravenscroft, and he has that really, really deep voice, and he is one of the singers on this particular song, and I have some more info about him coming up a little bit later, but yeah, I just wanted to add in that uh, Thurl Ravenscroft is, does um, part of the vocals on this particular song. So my number three, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. What do you have for number three? So my top three now, we've shifted gears, and what I mean by that are... The first two songs are songs that I'm like, yeah, they're good. They're like, they're really good in the moment. My last three are so good that when you hear them, even snippets of them, you know where you're at. I was going through and playing these songs on, on Spotify, and this next one I played, I wasn't three seconds into it, and my son was like, I know, you're at Soren, and that's the answer, Soren. I mean, how do you, oh, yeah. I love that song, right? You are soaring yep. above the land, and it's just so amazing. I think it's really well done. So let's take a listen to Soarin' so you can transport yourself to Epcot. This one actually is a Bruce Brown song, just like uh, we have over at Spaceship Earth. It's based on the score by Jerry Goldsmith. I don't think you can hear it and not know exactly where you are. You know, you can, you can almost feel the like your stomach drop while you're watching, while you're listening to this, because you're imagine watching this on the screen. Um, 
You can see a crooked Eiffel Tower if you close your eyes. <laughs> um, what do you think about this song? The song actually reminds me of another popular song from a movie franchise, which is Across Town, and it's uh, the Jurassic Park theme it reminds me of. Oh, you know, it honestly kind of does. In, in a good way, not in a they ripped it off way. Right, a, yeah, yeah. It gives me a similar feeling of like scope and, you know, just that anthemic feeling. It's yeah. yeah. Definitely a fan of, of both of those, honestly. For me, like, I think it's always amazing when classical style music can paint a picture for you. And the Soren soundtrack, that song, really does make you feel like you are in the air, that you are flying around. Um, I, we're both fans of music in general, um, but classical music tells it has to tell a story without lyrics. And I feel like this particular score does just that mm-hmm. so it's an, it's amazing i love it um it just instantly makes me think of you know soaring and flying around so I another another cool thing about it too another reason i really like it and i'm happy it's on your list because it was it was on my honorable mentions i feel like all my honorable mentions are gone now that <laughs> you're, you're using all of them but the cool thing about this and um similar to actually what my number two is which i can transition into is it's music that is sort of general enough that it represents the whole world. Okay, yeah. It You can be in India. You can be flying over the islands or Paris or, uh, you know, in Antarctica or uh, the North Pole, wherever they are specifically with the uh, the polar bears. Yeah, that's North Pole. And it, and it fits. All oh, right, there, there's no polar bears in the South Pole. That's oh. penguins, right? Yeah, I'm not going to. No, yeah. it's okay. It's You're correct. <laughs> I, I knew it. I proved that I knew it. Uh, so my number two actually is another song that is just exactly that. So my number two is going to be Small World, again, oh, by the Sherman yeah. Brothers, which some people hate. This song is probably the most polarizing song yep. in all of the Disney parks. Yep. You love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. For many reasons, it's it's a nostalgic song for me that I knew since I was very little. It is just this thing that keeps going and going and going and going, and they can sing it in multiple languages. So I'm going to torture you a little bit, and if you don't want to hear this and don't want it stuck in your head the rest of the day, you're going to want to hit the button to fast forward uh, about 30 seconds, okay? And press the button. There you go, folks. Now it's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Uh, it's You can't deny that this song is fantastic. It fits perfectly. It is one of those songs, like you said before, Nick, that I'm, I'm assuming you were alluding to this one where everybody knows this no matter what, right? Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those ones where everybody knows it. I think a lot of people know it for a bad reason because it isn't your worm. Here's what I'll say. I agree with you. It's great for the ride. The ride's 15 minutes. Yeah, same you song had to, for you, 15 minutes. You had to give a warning, like a trigger <laughs> warning, for a 30-second snippet. 15 minutes, Rob. I just can't. I can't put it on my list because I I like the ride so much, but I want to like go in there wearing earbuds. Well, it's 15 minutes, but let's... Expand upon that a little bit more. When we're waiting to get on the boats, are we also hearing it then? Oh, I can't remember. 
I mean, I. Why don't I not? I don't remember don't, if you're uh, hearing it while you're. Oh, sub question. When you're dining in Pinocchio's village house mm-hmm. that overlooks Small World, are you hearing it during your entire meal? No, you're hearing people rave about the wonderful cuisine. <laughs> and the cold pizza. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool... Look, that... Per, I know this is like off the rails now, but like that particular restaurant is a cool little venue to like sit and watch. Yeah. Um, don't go there for the food. No, that was a one and done. We got our perfect table overlooking Small World. I don't think we'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, but again, Sherman Brothers, like, they don't miss. No. Right? That you're going to remember this song all day long. And for the record, like, I, I'm I'm hating on it right now. I don't mind the song in a, like, two-minute, three-minute three minute snippet. Yeah. But, like, 15 minutes? Yeah. I don't care if it's in a different language. It's still stuck in my head. Yeah. So my number two as great as a song it is, is as it is, or if you hate it, it's it's my number two. You you got to appreciate it at least. What do you have for number two? So again, sticking with that theme that I said my top three have, that when you hear the song, you know exactly where you are. If you've been listening to the show, if this isn't your first time listening to the show, and you've actually stuck all the way through to the end of an episode, you know that we close out paying homage to this song. It's another Sherman Brothers song. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And I've got to tell you, my daughter has come up with lyrics for the show, <laughs> um, like replacing lyrics, uh, like a, a man has a list instead of a man has a dream. <laughs> it's it's quite hilarious, actually. If she, you know, if she wants, maybe sometime we can record her. We can do a little recording studio thing. But oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, we can. This, we're gonna play you uh, some of "It's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow" right now, but it's not the one my daughter wrote. It's the it's the Sherman Brothers original. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality it's a dream Again, that's another Sherman Brothers tune that, like, really, I, I think it probably can become a little bit earworm-esque. Well, um, I mean, it, through repetition alone, when you go into the ride, well, it's not really a ride, but if you've done it before, it's... Um, I mean, it's moving. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it, it moves in a circle. It does. Um, I love this soundtrack, this song, because it's a soundtrack of, like, changing decades, right? Yeah. I think it's... When you think about what the song is saying, and when you think about how important the Sherman Brothers are to the park, and when you think about that attraction, I think it's a great fit. I really do. I, I don't know. What do you think about it? I think it's fantastic. Um, and and honestly, it's one, another one of those things when I go to the parks, I have to do because it's one of those, just like Country Bears, is it's an interactive one for me where every time the song comes back in and they kind of rotate the the stage there. We all clap and sing along whether anyone else is clapping and singing along or not. It doesn't matter because I am and our family is, and we're having a great time. I, you ever watch like, um, any of those singing competitions? So the voice or, um, uh, uh, why am I blanking the voice and American then, Idol American Idol okay and sometimes when they audition they do like a different version mm-hmm. I want somebody to do like a moody like emo-esque like singer-songwriter version 
of this song because the lyrics are great. Right. That's like when Johnny Cash did the the song "Hurt" by Nine, Nine, Inch, Nine Inch, Nails. Inch Nails. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen to just. I'm just gonna read these lyrics. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a dream away. When you like. Come on, those are great lyrics. We I, need we need some of that in our lives right now. I thought you were going to say a list away. Honestly, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. No, not. We got to wait a couple minutes for that one. Uh, that's true. <laughs> All right, a couple so, more we got to talk about before yeah. we get there. So that brings us to our top two. So um, I've just done my second. Let's hear your number one before my number one. I'm sure I already know it. I think I think our regular listeners can guess what my number one is, but and not only just. This is part of why I love this particular ride so much is the music. And this particular song evolves as you continue through the ride. So my number one song is Grim Grinning Ghosts by, well, multiple people. You have Thurl Ravenscroft, who I'll get to in a second. You got Buddy Baker, who did the music. And again, X Atencio did the lyrics for this song. But in the Haunted Mansion, Grim Grinning Ghosts starts off with just purely a organ. And it is hitting sort of this scary sounding uh, pattern of notes that is very dark and kind of evil sounding. I won't get into all of the um, kind of the, the musical theory behind it, why it sounds so evil, but it's kind of quiet and they're using these three notes over and over again. And um, the person who actually speaks over top, so there's multiple people who are talking. It is Paul Freeze does the narration over top of the slow, scary part. So I'm actually going to put in two different clips so you can see how it changes. So we're going to begin right now with hearing Paul Freeze and the slower version of the song. So here we go. Doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the hall. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when... So the majority of the ride, you're going to hear this slower version with the organ, which it kind of builds and changes a little bit, but not too much until you get to the end of the ride where one of the theories is your cart turns around backwards because you actually get thrown off the balcony and then you, you die and you kind of... Are playing with the ghosts and then at this point it picks up and it becomes this happy fun song specifically called the grim grinning ghosts and at this point you get thorough ravenscroft the same person who's singing in pirates and then i also found out this fun fact he also sings on the uh the tiki room song i don't know who he is specifically he's part of there. the mellow man oh that's cool so the other places you may have heard thorough ravenscroft voice is he sings You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. He's famous for that. And he does Tony the Tiger. Did you know that? I did, actually. They're great. That's him. <laughs> I never knew that that yeah. was him. Yeah, I did. So then at the end, it's kind of this happy, um, fun song. So it starts off real scary. And it's nice that the end of the ride is kind of this fun, happy, um, you know, up, upbeat version of the song. I, I, that's why it's number one for me. Not only is it um, super fun and funny, but the song evolves and changes and gives you two totally different feelings. This feeling of fear, and then at the end, this feeling of fun. So I've said a lot. What are what what are your actually? Before we get to that, I want to play that second part. Let's okay. play that second Go part ahead. of the song. Then I want to hear what you have to say. Here we go. 
branch high on the dead oak tree. Spooks are right for the midnight freak. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes. Starts to shriek and harmonize when we don't stop to socialize. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, we're ghosting where spirits dwell. Restless bones etherealize. Rise as spooks of every size. <laughs> <laughs> When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake. So anytime you get to listen to Thrill Ravenscroft, I feel it's a good day. Um, I love the second half, not as in love with the first half. And you're a Black Sabbath fan, because right. essentially it's the same three notes in the song Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not that I don't like the song musically, it's just that it's so overshadowed by Grim Grinning Ghosts at the yeah. end. Uh, sure. For me, that's that's it. I don't. I shouldn't say I don't like it. I'm not as in love with it um, as part of the songs. Um, but the grim grinning ghost part is is great. It leaves you. It takes an otherwise um, dark, dark ride, if that makes sense. Uh, two different uses of the word dark there. Um, it takes an otherwise dark ride um, and turns it kind of jovial at the end. And so when you're with your children and you're going through to exit the ride and a ghost pops up in your, in your doom buggy, uh, you know, it's not quite as scary because they're, Hey, it's okay. They're grim grinning ghosts. They're not frowning. Yeah. They are grinning. So. And they're, they're there to socialize. So, yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned this a little bit a second ago, but the, the, my closest comparison in this song is the song black Sabbath by black Sabbath. Oh yeah. I think so. So at, at the beginning of that particular song, I, I don't need to play a clip. I can just kind of describe it. The beginning of the song, you hear like rain and these chimes, and they're, it's very minimal. It's almost like the beginning where you're just hearing the notes on the organ. And then later on, Ozzy and the rest of the band come in, and it picks up, and it gets more rock and roll at the end of the song. And that's you kind could of quite what I literally, this to. You could quite literally put that song over top. And it really, people might not even notice. Yeah, it yeah. might be like one of those Wizard of Oz, Pink Floyd things. <laughs> maybe, that, they, maybe they wrote it and, and stuff while they're writing Haunted Mansion. Maybe. Who knows? Um, that's a great pick. It really is. Um, Would you have for your number one, Nick? Well, you know, two guys wrote this song, and I don't know if you've heard of them before. Uh, Robert and Richard Sherman. Have we heard of them? Um, no. Yeah, they're brothers. Sherman brothers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're kind of good. They what did they write? Uh, uh, they wrote The Tiki Room. <laughs> oh, did they write Small World? Yeah. Did they write Imagination? Yeah. One Little Spark? Yeah. Oh, I guess I do. Have, I've oh, heard of okay. them before. Yeah. So they've obviously been on our list a lot. Um, I mean, they, they appeared twice on my list. Uh, they've appeared three times on yours, Rob. Yeah. This, so, I just want to say this is a fantastic number one. Uh, and this was, honestly, this was my number six. Okay. Yeah. It's great. The the tiki 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 room. It's that's um, a hit right there. You know, performed by Hillary Duff. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> Hillary <if> you, Duff. <laughs> no, seriously, look this up. If you my first, when I was trying to see who sang everything, right? I googled the tiki 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 room. Wait a minute. And Hillary Duff was the one that popped up. <laughs> so so I'm just saying. <laughs> so we will we will um, play the Mellow Men version. But not the uh, Hillary Duff version, uh, because I think that's quite ridiculous that Hillary Duff does a version of the Tiki 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 Room. All right, let's listen to the real one first. Yep, here we go. In the Tiki 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 Room, in the Tiki 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 Room, in the Tiki 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 Room, in the Tiki 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 Room, in the
Not really a shock that this is up there for me. I love this particular attraction. I think it's it's peak Disney. Uh, the kitsch, the tiki culture, um, the kind of pseudo off-color jokes that happen. Um, it's just it's pretty funny. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, one of the reasons I love this attraction so much is a the song, obviously. And, and B, this is one of the attractions that Walt worked on directly. He worked on this. He um, obviously the Walt also worked on the Carousel of Progress. So I just I love the fact that he was hands on in this particular attraction that, you know, the ride ex- expands. And um, not only do you have the singing birds, but you have the tiki gods behind you are also singing along, which is always hilarious. Yeah, which are also part of the Hillary Duff version, too. Really? Yeah. Do we need to take a minute and hear I mean, what it sounds like? I mean, if you want to. I said a minute, but I, I don't know if we can do a... F- I don't know if we can do a full minute. I don't know if listeners want to hear a full minute of Hillary Duff doing Tiki 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 Room. Hillary Duff doing Tiki Room. Here it is. All the birds sing words and the flowers croon in the Tiki 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 Room. Hold on. She's saying Tiki, not Tiki. Croon in the Tiki 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 Room. Hear them? Oh, yeah. They're They're in the background of it. So full disclosure, I would not, definitely would not go on this on this in this attraction if it was Hillary Duff singing in the background. I don't have anything against Hillary Duff, but this version of the song is ridiculous. The fact that that was what came up when I googled who like <laughs> that came like, up, that came up first. Yeah, I said ah. Tiki Room original song, and Hillary Duff popped up. I'm like, now I know that's not true. <laughs> like that was maybe they played that when it was under new management. It must be. That that might be why it's no longer under new management. Oh, it's back man. under the old management. Yeah. Um so yeah, I you know, it's just for me, like I said, that my top three are all those things where when you hear it, you know exactly where you are. And you can feel it. You can picture yourself sitting in that that showroom, right? I, in air I, condition. Yep. And I can picture like the water falling behind me and the tiki totem poles or whatever you want to call them, tiki gods. Like their mouths clicking along. I was just gonna say and, that, and, and the, I don't mean it in a bad way, but the no. clicking sound. Obviously, it's the animatronics are making yeah. that sound, but that's so kind of iconic. It's almost becomes like a rhythm. It's like a shaker. Yeah, or, I I love this uh, show, and I love the song, and that's why it's number one for me. I know it's not cool. the. It may not be the best song. It may not be the best uh, lyrics by the Sherman Brothers, but it's a great, great show. Definitely. Well, that's so, cool. Yeah. You have any honorable mentions left? You said them. <laughs> you <laughs> I, said them. I, I have mean, one. You do? Yeah. And it's and the only reason it's an honorable mention and didn't make my list because it's no longer there. Zippity Doodah. Oh, it's a great Which one. I believe is from the ride and not from the movie. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say because I don't know if that's I mean, I an will... original Disney song. It may even be from a movie before even the parks. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I mean, full disclosure, I've never seen that particular movie. I've never seen Song of the South. So, huh. um, but either way, I think that's a song that you know was synonymous with the parks. That's no longer there, which I'm fine with it no longer being there because I can't wait for some beignets. 
<laughs> so when I made up this list, I, I also I continued on and made a list of five more. Okay. Of non-original ride songs. <laughs> okay. So in I'll the future, at some point, I would like to do another top five. And I I mentioned it earlier. For example, let it go from you know from the movie frozen is featured in that in that particular ride so we'll do a sequel to this at some point and we will talk about different songs that are featured in rides that were already that already existed and then were used for rides later on sure um sound good it does i do want to mention something before we head out for the day sure okay um our friend over at dmsw johnny J. Uh, he and another podcasting friend, Hannah, all right, um, Hannah Learning Disney, um, they actually had a major announcement they were building up for a couple of weeks. And I was like, I know it has something to do with Splash. I don't know. But since I mentioned something about Splash, I do want to bring this up. They are trying to raise money for CHOC, C-H-O-C, which is the Children's Hospital of Orange County oh, in cool. California. Cool. Um, and they're doing it with basically trying to raise money and then... You know, everybody go and do the last ride of Splash at Disneyland. All right. And you can find them on Instagram at Podcast Mics for Magic. And if you go there, you can follow the links to help them raise money for Chalk. 100% of the proceeds go to, go to the hospital. But I wanted to give them a plug because they're great people raising money for a great cause. Um, and having fun doing it, right, with Splash Mountain. I love stuff like this. This is great when, when people do these type of things. Yeah. I, so thank you for writing in. You guys are doing a great thing, and thanks for reading that, Nick. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Um, but it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow's just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon. <laughs>